So the Midwest Monsters Podcast, I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, and I'm joined by... Professor Wagstaff. Venomous Vinny. Hi, Toddy. Glad to be with you again, friends. <clears throat> We've got a fun episode lined up for you as we return to sort of a theme... Um, you know, we've covered all sorts of different stuff in the past, whether it's been summertime horror, winter horror, whether it's been... Um, help me out, guys. Springtime <laughs> horror. Spring <laughs> <laughs> Frankenstein. Werewolves, yeah, vampires, you know, these sorts of ideas. <laughs> so, uh, tonight we have decided to undertake camping, <laughs> a very large endeavor. We've tried to cover Bigfoot films. And so, what we did instead of just being a vague round table, we did pick three films that we needed to watch that were pretty high on recommendation lists. And then we decided that after that point, we would uh, just go into some roundtable discussion. So the three films that we chose were The Legend of Boggy Creek, Abominable, and Exists. So we are going to start with the film that basically started it all, The Legend of Boggy Creek. Uh, Professor, I'm betting you got some dates and details for me. Yes, uh, 1972, directed by Charles B. Pierce, who also did uh, The Town of Dreaded Sundown that we uh, previously discussed on an episode. And this was really kind of his uh, burst on the scene with taking, uh, you know, kind of pride in his uh, area. We take uh, local folklore, which also is The Town of the Dreaded Sundown as well in regards to something that happened nearby in Texarkana. Uh, but the uh, folklore around the uh, monster in his region, is, it was kind of the genesis for this. The Falks Creek. Yes. Falk, Arkansas. Yep. Falk, you. <laughs> Falk off. Thanks for listening. <laughs> it's just 15 more minutes of these puns, folks. <laughs> There's, yeah, I mean, there's really not anybody. <laughs> there's nobody of any note, in yeah, in them or anything like that. Yeah. Matter of fact, a lot of the people who the real incidents happen to play themselves in the reenactments, right? Which that for so me, you don't have a lot of actors. When I say. saw it, I don't know if I was. Com I was at an age where I don't know if I was completely clear on what a docudrama was, like yeah. a reenactment was. So, because I was able to see this very young. My dad had seen it. Um, it was on a local new a local television channel. Uh, they ran it, and he recorded it and showed it to me and my brother when we were little kids. And I'm sure that's what spurred my Sasquatch obsession for most of the rest of my life. Um, and it was one of those things that, even as a little kid, I still chuckled at the gorilla suit. You know, the cheap gorilla suit that was used. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> but I also, it also freaked me out too as a kid when I watched right. it. 
the screw, the sounds especially yeah, so freaked me out. Let's go over kind of background on this for each of us as a viewer. Hot toddy. Um, this is the first time I ever watched Legend of Boggy Creek. Wow. Um, I will say this. Um, I'm I'm well aware of the movie because I remember people since I was a kid. People talk about this movie and and how it scared them and frightened them. Um. I remember working a video store and people would always talk about the Boggy Creek movies, terrifying them. Um, obviously, I didn't feel that way when I watched it, but I could see why a 1970s audience, especially young kids, would find this movie terrifying. Um, especially for like the time period and like these kind of movies weren't well known. And then the way they shot it was like kind of like a documentary style so it almost seemed like what you were watching was really happening that's what got me is i think it freaked me out as a kid because these were quote real accounts yeah and so that always would freak me out more so uh i checked this out for the first time back when professor and i were living together in college uh it was in the five dollar bin at walmart and i got kind of bamboozled um (laughs) Because I thought, and I still don't know what film we watched, but uh, when I was a kid, uh, we had a sleepover at my friend's house for his birthday, and uh, right across the street from his house was this pond that was on this property that the landfill owned, and so there was woods and a pond, and we would go over there and just have fun. Like, there were trails, and like, so his parents were like, yeah, you guys go over there and knock yourselves out. You know, we were like eight or nine. And we'd go fishing in the pond and whatever. And uh, there was a there was an old abandoned camper over there too. And so in this movie that we were watching, like this camper crashes and like Bigfoot knocks this camper over. Hmm. And his parents were like, "You know what that camper is, right? <laughs> That's the camper across the street." <laughs> and so you know we were freaked out and we were sure that was the one. But then we were like watching. We started figuring out. We're like. That camper don't look like that. <laughs> like, they like we were like, no, nah, they flipped the script on us. That's not true. Anyway, so I thought Boggy Creek was that movie because there there just weren't many Bigfoot movies, but there were right. but that, that we knew about. So I bought Boggy Creek, went home expecting this fun little like horror romp where Bigfoot's attacking campers, and Boggy Creek is not that. It's it's a little more dry, you know, for what what you're expecting. Um, so. Was not thrilled by it the first time, only because it was not the movie I was looking for. With the second viewing, I like it a little bit better. It's still not my favorite, but I think it's more fun. I think it has everything to do with when you saw it. Yeah. Um, This was my first time viewing of this film. Um, It's one I've been familiar with for quite a number of years, but just never got around to seeing. I think uh, part of the drawback from it was that public domain nature. And yeah. it was hard to spend money on it when all the reviews would be like crappy quality, and, muddy and, and version. Everything you get is shit quality. Yeah, and Apparently so they're getting ready for a release. Somebody. I was gonna say, I, it's like maybe Pierce's daughter is behind it. Somebody's, somebody's doing a too. restoration, so yes. you'll probably have a nice Blu-ray of this within the next year or two. Yeah. Um, That'd be really interesting to see. Yeah. So I, my initial thoughts for it were a respecting its relevance to this subgenre and also its importance within kind of the pantheon of midnight movies and and things that made a, an impact on kids because this is something that a child could see 
without it having anything too explicit but being very effective especially in that kind of unsolved mysteries kind of yes. style you know with the dramatization and the and the narrator's voice is great which i'm confident it's the same guy that's in town that's right yeah. um so yeah my initial thoughts were for it were that if as a standalone film it doesn't do that much for me as an adult but as a huge fan of the town that dreaded sundown i think it's fascinating to watch something that he made before uh for his region um as well as you know the idea of bigfoot movies in general the importance that this movie holds and how i'm glad that it was part of what we chose to cover for this episode it was a nice addition instead of having um the same kind of movie and over over and over again this was such a product of the 70s. Oh, yeah. The, there was more emphasis put on music. I mean, the music in this, while the one particular hey, more country, yeah, there's there's some goofy music, but the, the value, like the, the way it was recorded and the production value of it is actually pretty high for a pretty cheaply made movie. I actually um, have a small bottle of uh, Boggy Creek Swamp Water. <laughs> some friends of ours went through Falk around the Texarkana oh, area really? and went to the Monster Mart and, oh, bought, cool. and brought back a bottle of Boggy Creek Swamp Water for me. Yeah, so, on lonely so, nights, you take a little sip out of that bottle. <laughs> just a little bit. But yeah, no, this was, for my initial viewing, I had a good time with it. Um, full disclosure, as we go into this episode, I'm completely ignorant on all of this. These, with the exception of Harry and the Hendersons and a Disney movie just titled Bigfoot, I'd never watched anything else. So this was all first-time viewings for these films for me. I'm glad you brought that up. Maybe we should walk it back just one step before we get entirely plunged into Boggy Creek and just say kind of our in our, what our interest is with Bigfoot, with cryptozoology and cryptids, if you will. Um, because I think that's an important thing that, that was a part of why we did this episode, especially for Vinny and I. Um, so I've always been a big Bigfoot fan. So that's why a lot of people are shocked when I, they're like, dude, do you love legend of Boggy Creek? I'm like, man, it's okay. <laughs> you know, it's hillbilly AF. Yeah. I should love it. That too. Um, but anyways, I'm a huge Bigfoot fan. I have been since I was in grade school. Uh, the, the Ike, Ike Thornberry books that, uh, you could get it. It used to be in your grade school library. Um, I've got a Bigfoot tattoo on my stomach of the Patterson film. Um, so I've just always found Bigfoot fascinating. Just the idea of just folklore, you know, this, this legend that first, you know, goes across the world of just this hairy half man, half beast that eludes being found and lives in the woods, the beast. And so professor, you were just saying like Bigfoot's kind of not in your wheelhouse, right? Correct. Yeah. I got, uh, pretty amped up. Maybe you might know better than I, or Benny, for that matter, maybe a decade back, maybe a little bit more. There was uh, some guys that claimed they had them. Oh yeah, they had the in the freezer. Yeah. yeah, and that was where I got the fever. I was like, "Here it is. This is badass. I want to know everything about it." And I spent hours on the internet reading about Bigfoot and Sasquatch and learning about the lore. And then that was quickly proven as a fake. Yeah, and I was like, "I hate all this," Dude. and it and it just deterred me from it. Do you know the connection to Muncie with that story? No. Oh, where we sit? 
Yes, we're in Muncie, Indiana. I cannot tell you the name of the local brewery. <laughs> and uh, one of the main founders of that brewery, the owner, those guys were his friends. And they said, you've got to give us the money for this. These people are going to sell us Bigfoot's body because this guy's pretty wealthy. He's one of the founders of one of these breweries in town. And so he gave them money to buy this corpse. That wasn't real. Still was a... I did not know that. Yeah. And uh, that freezer is now at that brewery. Really? Yeah. No kidding. You just blew my mind. A mutual friend of ours told me the story and then said, and that's the freezer right there. Wow. Yeah. Had no idea. So I drank beer out of that freezer. (laughs) I've... Julianne. Same as Grizzly, where it's like uh, Julianne. When I was a little kid, oh, there were books in the library of you know UFO cryptids and things like that. That got me into it. My dad also got me into it. He's always fancied the idea of Sasquatch. Um, I'm somebody. I'm big into primates, the great mm-hmm. apes. Um, I love the thought that there could be another large primate out there that we haven't discovered yet. Right. Um, Another version of us. The older I get, the more I accept it. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah. But I like the whimsy of it. You know what I mean? So that's kind of my my background. With what it. I was going to add to real quick before we go any further, the weird thing for me when I was younger is it was almost like a Frankenstein situation. I wasn't scared of the idea of Bigfoot. I actually sympathized because, like I mentioned, the two things I saw were not horror movies. Oh, I was never scared of Bigfoot. Yeah, Yeah. I always thought of him as just, oh, man, that's kind of a bummer. Like, out there on your own, even if there's more of you, you you don't really I spent a lot of time out in the... You don't have to fit in anywhere. You're just misunderstood. People are scared of you. I spent a lot of time out in the woods along a creek, which, to me, it was a forest as a kid. Now I realize as an adult, it's like a patch of woods, you know? But I thought for sure I was going to find Bigfoot as a kid out there, you know? Well, and I, the only thing I want to close with that is that so when there was the idea of horror movies per se with Bigfoot, I never cared. Yeah, and I will say, and I will get into that more. Spoiler alert: I'm a changed man. Yeah, after these, I had a good time watching them. Nice. So it was a, it was a, which we'll go more into that. But <laughs> well, there's not much past these three. <laughs> well, often I guess I'll yeah. take your word for that. We'll talk more about. That. <laughs> Toddy, any interest in Bigfoot and cryptids? I I always like the Bigfoot pizza from Pizza Hut. <laughs> yes. Um, it's really weird. Like I feel like I'm. I love monster movies. It's not a. It's not that I'm not a fan. There's really not a lot on Bigfoot, which is weird because mm. it is a. It's not like it's not public domain, and there's 300 Dracula movies. Why isn't there mm. more? Uh, Good Bigfoot movies, which to me the 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 one that holds the top is probably the one that I always watch the most, which is Harry and the Hendersons. Um, probably the the best, which is the greatest Bigfoot film ever made. It's it probably is, and it's like the most well known. Um, like I said, I knew about Boggy Creek because people talking about it, which always piqued my interest. Just never got around to watching it. Um, I really like Boggy Creek, to be honest. Uh, Good. Boggy Creek Part One. Uh, was a good movie. Um, I don't know. I feel like growing up, I heard more about the folklore of it than actually, uh, especially friends that I had that are from from down south. It seems like more of them had 
more stories about this than than up here. I just remember growing up them talking about <clears throat> stories of like their families and stuff like that, like and how they would talk about like these like giant beasts that like it was always a family member that was attacked or or that they, they saw. So I think that made a bigger impression than any of the movies that was probably made when I was a kid of these of these type of films. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for that input, guys. Back to Boggy Creek here. So the premise, just as uh, Professor had laid out, you know, uh, the filmmaker doing stuff about local legend and lore, making this film about the Falk monster, and uh, high spots, things that stood out to you. Falk, Arkansas. I particularly liked um, the restraint that was used. Now, I don't think that was necessarily a decision in filmmaking. I think it was probably more of a cost issue. But I like that so often we had things off in the distance. Oh, yeah. Just walking you had to off. hide the budget of the costume. Yeah, and I mean, this goes back to especially the younger age, which I think a lot of people saw this as children. Um, what makes the charm there is that we never exploit it. Mm-hmm. That we keep dancing around it with kind of coming at it from different angles with different locals and their stories. Um, and the fact that we don't have seasoned actors doing this in a weird way lends credibility yeah. to the dramatization effect and somebody recounting what happened to them. Uh, it's just, it's a unique situation. So, you know, like I said earlier, I don't think standalone, this is a prime time feature. You, you gather 10 people around in your living room to watch, but if you're getting things started for Bigfoot, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought that that was its strongest point, is that we didn't keep doing quite the same thing over and over again. Yeah, We had different kind of stories to lead us to that and how it unfolded, but that for the most part, we never got too close to it. We kept it in mystery. Yeah. And I just love how legit, you know, actors or residents, whatever they were, like how just, you know... Well, then old little Lanny Tompkins came by and said her mama said I needed to come shoot this creature that was outside <laughs> their barn. And I said, you tell your mama I'll be down there tomorrow to get that creature. It probably ain't going to hurt nobody. <laughs> I think a lot of it, that was creepy. A lot of the, uh, what still sticks with me is like, my parents live out in a fairly secluded area and they have a pond. And whenever I go out there at night as an adult and I hear the bullfrogs <laughs> that, mm, Boggy Creek is immediately what comes to my mind when I hear that. And I think that the howl that they use for that creature is just as creepy now as it was when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I will say something that kind of, I'm sure that if I watched this at a younger age, I wouldn't have thought of it. But watching the movie, I'm like, well, women were pretty much useless. And if they didn't have one of those men around, they're effed. Uh, it seemed like all the lady folks in the in the throughout the movie were like, "Oh, if there was only a man around." <laughs> I like the lady that reminds me of Holly Hunter from Raising Arizona. She's like, "Put a put a cover on that window. It drafts on that baby." <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorites. But, I uh, love. Uh, I, I will say what what uh, what added to this though. I, I'm assuming the time period was I don't know, like 1960s. That obviously it was in the 70s, but they were recounting some stuff and. The narrator was talking about when he was a child and um, kind of what's creepy. And I think it could be easily redone 
is the, how they would mention how, you know, so-and-so live 15 miles from anyone, no telephone, like, you know, the nearest neighbor's 15 miles away, and, and you know, then half their family are off for the night, uh, you know, working or hunting, or, mm-hmm. so, that's kind of scary in any type of uh, horror movie type situation. How about old boy who lives out in that shanty in the woods? Oh, man. <laughs> you imagine living that life? And then being like, he probably had seen the creature, but he just didn't want to tell nobody because he don't want to interact with nobody. Yeah. He don't want people coming out there. Yeah. Pretty nuts. What about that trailer scene with the three girls and the gun? And it reminded me something of like a Manson home video. <laughs> They're trying to ward off that monster. I was like, yeah, a little weird. Where they didn't even know how to put bullets in the gun. Yeah. I wish I would have stopped sewing to pay attention. <laughs> Um, you know, just a little odds and ends here. We brought up the soundtrack. Uh, Vinny, if you want to sing some of the Hey, sound. Travis Crabtree, <laughs> wait a moment for me. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. It's, that's one of the, it's a low point for the film. Beautiful. I always like the guy on the shitter and the fucking creature's <laughs> arm comes through the screen into the bathroom after. Man, why was that? It wanted that dude bad. <laughs> it's just trying to get him. Trying to get those guts. <laughs> Bigfoot's smelling that. Oh, boy. Oh, that's later Bigfoot films we'll talk about. Um, I like the smart kid that was out hunting. Who, uh, when approached by the creature, he did the smart thing. He shot and ran away. <laughs> he didn't try to stick around to see what's going on. He just, uh, he was smart about it. Yeah, so, you got uh, I like that kid's style. I think the documentary style was very smart. I think that it... Gave a way to tell a story cheaply, and they also did a wonderful job, like we said before, with a minimal budget on a costume to keep it out of focus, out of frame, and yet still build suspense with it. They never, you never get a full view of it through the entire movie. There's that mystery around it, and I think the ending of it ties it up nicely too, with the the narrator going back to the area. Mm-hmm. It reiterating that that's like totally like a TV somewhere special. he's still out there. It's that Robert Stack scare the shit out of me when I was a kid. Unsolved mysteries. Oh yeah, I wrote down the quote. You may believe the whole thing is a hoax, but if you're ever driving down here, keep your eyes out for a creative. I already wrote it down wrong <laughs> from the shadows. For a creative craft making monster. <laughs> from a cre- oh, there we go. From a creature watching from the shadows. I had a few beers, guys. <laughs> Uh, I finished watching that Boggy Creek documentary uh-huh. thing that you and I had started, and it's good. It was just fun how the folklore is still there. Oh, yeah. And uh, they still take it seriously. And and if I were in that area, I'd embrace it, too, because oh, it's giving time. them a livelihood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Right on. Anything else to say about the legend of Boggy Creek? I recommend it. Yeah. yeah. I recommend it. I, mean, I think uh, it's, it's, it's slow-paced, but it's a... It's a good movie. Public domain charm. I I did have a. This is another movie that I was trying to track down. Uh, YouTube had it, and man, does it look grainy as fuck. So I did find it on Shutter. Uh, it's not much. Better I was going to say the quality's not. But much you know, better. it's probably the best you're going to get for now. So I mean, and, and Shutter's free trial, four ninety nine a month. So shameless plug there. There you go. All right, moving on to Abominable. Anybody got Abominable? Abominable. Anybody got uh, dates and details on Abominable? Abominable, 2006. Uh-huh. 
starring Police Academy's Matt McCoy, D. Wallace Stone, Jeffrey Combs, Paul Gleason, Lance Hendrickson. Uh, I can't read my own writing. <laughs> Just happened. I think it says it. Little Sorry. John. Tiffany Shepis. <laughs> yeah! Tiffany Shepis. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much essential cast there. Uh, we note that this is one of at least three Bigfoot movies that Lance Hendrickson appears yeah. in. Yeah. At least three. If you ever see Lance Hendrickson do Q&As lately, he will refer to a group of movies as alimony films. <laughs> um, Trying to pay them ex wives. I would say, yeah, maybe this is a better alimony movie that he participated yeah. in. Yeah. I will say, with all the big names that we uh, just named them, um, they're kind of more cameos in the film. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, premise, you want me to do it? You do it. My premise is going to be big ass, Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Wants women. So this idea, this 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 rear gentleman, window, yes, meets Bigfoot. <laughs> it's, yes, it's it's rear window. If uh, Alfred Hitchcock ever made a Bigfoot movie, yes, abominable, <laughs> abominable. So this gentleman uh, and his wife were mountain climbing, hiking, whatever they were doing. His wife slips and falls to her death off Suicide Rock. Yes, he becomes crippled. Um, so this Can is, you the, say that? he becomes <laughs> disabled, disabled, <laughs> handy capable, um, because he, man, I hate you guys. Invalid. <laughs> so anyways, this is, uh, Being disabled does not make him invalid. <laughs> professor. This is his, uh, yeah, a professor should uh, know this. My opinion matters. Don't, <laughs> don't hurt my feelings. <laughs> This is a safe space, all right? <laughs> That's a thing from the 30s. Everybody's an invalid. 30s movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is the hospital staff bringing him back uh, so he can try and start mentally coping with the accident and what happened to he and his wife. And so, but then it becomes, as Toddy said, it's rear window. He's yeah. Uh, his his orderly nurse that brought him there gets <laughs> drunk and indisposed. Totally dickhead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's so mean to him. And then now he's watching from his wheelchair with binoculars as Bigfoot uh, stalks this cabin full of girls. They're on a girl trip, and they get murdered one by one by Sasquatch. Uh, which, common story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Common, common. It happens occurrence. all the time. Um, so, I gotta say, first time watching this film, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I had fun with it. Yeah. I, I own this movie. I, this was um, Anchor Bay when they started first doing their own Horror films. I remember the video story worked. We got quite a few copies because horror was a little dry in 2006. I owned it, never watched it till now, and I actually enjoyed this movie too. Like uh, I, I was expecting, like, oh, I'm gonna have to watch this movie now. <laughs> uh, it's funny you keep saying 06, 06. I know it's when it came out, but when I was watching, it, I said, "Is this 06 or 96?" <laughs> the wardrobe, the technology. I was like, "This don't feel like 06." Yeah, I had originally thrown this out just because of the resurgence from MVD Rewind collection, the Blu-ray they put out of it. And it had a bunch <laughs> well, of people. <laughs> a bunch, so it had people mentioning it. And, it. and, you know, everybody that talked about it just talked about it being fun, that it didn't take itself too seriously, yeah. but that it was a good time. So it had me wanting to watch it before we'd even decided we were going to do this episode. Yeah. So it just kind of fit perfectly. If you cook out, cook out. <laughs> 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 if you took out 
all the stupid girls in the movie, it'd probably be a masterpiece. <laughs> it'd be a lot more serious. Um, I'm just about to see Matt McCoy with his whole body after Deep, deep Star. As long, as, as, long <laughs> as you leave in Jeffrey Combs smoking while <laughs> with an oxygen tube in his nose. Yeah, what's up with him being <laughs> from Trailer Park Boys? <laughs> Can I say, though, uh, I didn't realize he was in the film, and all I saw was a coffee mug that said, Mess with the bulls, you'll get the horn. And then it's Paul Gleason from Breakfast Club. Yes! Uh, yeah. Yeah, I love that he had that mug. I said, no way! This this movie like knew what they were doing, and, and they had fun with it. So I, I enjoyed it. So to me, the Bigfoot costume in this movie, it looks like <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons meets the main troll from Ernest Scared Stupid. Or, as I said, <laughs> Abominable. Stacy Keach is Sasquatch. <laughs> he did have a big muscle. <laughs> Mickey Spillane's got hair. <laughs> yeah, it kind of reminded me of that unfortunate flaw in the design for uh, late uh, late phases. Yeah, with the like bug eye, yes. terrible eye. Agree. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a case where if they would have hidden that more, I think the effect. I think I think when they did, uh, they did try there for a while to hide him a little bit more, and you would see his eyes. That was effective. Uh, what about how the main? The, who's the actor in the wheelchair? Matt McCoy. Matt McCoy. Yeah, he looks like Alan Thicke and Steve Carell <laughs> had a kid together. <laughs> I like that Lance Hendrickson's wearing that coat that Dolly Parton sings about her mama making. <laughs> <laughs> was it a coat of many colors? It was. <laughs> My um, mama made for As me. much as the girls got on my nerves, I did enjoy when he pulled the uh, old girl through the, the window. Tiffany Shepard's getting pulled through that window was so good. Yeah, Those were the dumbest awesome. girls since Jersey Shore. Like, yeah, when they were uh, the, the whole hiding in the house thing, I'm like, please. The one the one Asian chick kept giving like everybody's hiding spot up to get him killed. <laughs> She's like, don't hide in the closet. <laughs> uh, great kills in this movie. Yes. Shep is pulled through the window. Uh, when he reaches up and pulls uh, pulls him through the floor, mm-hmm. the folding half is sweet. Uh, that big face bite at the end where he bites their face off. Oh, he takes the nurse's back of his head off. Yeah, yeah. I did notice uh, that uh, Professor may be the only person that knows my reference here. The Wilhelm scream was used in this movie as well. <laughs> Definitely, you hipsters. <laughs> well, actually, well, actually. Uh, any other high spots we want to mention about this film? This really doesn't have a lot of talking points. It's it really just an, doesn't. an it, entertaining film with not much controversy to it. No, it's just there. It's straightforward. It is very straightforward. It's it's it's, what it is. it's rear window with Bigfoot and some good kills. Yeah, I mean that's really what it is. Um, the acting is not brilliant, but it's fun. Um, and then at the end, the big reveal: there's not just one Bigfoot. There's lots of Bigfoots. And Bigfoot has a wiener. (laughs) (laughs) Was that a reveal? Obviously. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I'm confused. I'm in sleepaway camp. Bigfoot makes me think about camping. See, to me, that is camp. That's just a feeling. All right. Any other thoughts about Abominable? Negatory goodbye. It was was nice to depart from all the hillbilly... Big ass foot movies. Like I was like, one more hillbilly film. You keep running your mouth on snap. hillbillies, boy. <laughs> you better catch these hands. <laughs> you and your mom are hillbillies. <laughs> this is a house of learned doctors. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Abominable. I would recommend it. Yeah, recommend. for sure, for sure, for sure. For Bigfoot dong along, dong along. <laughs> 
All right. Moving on to, um, man, a great film that uh, flew under a lot of radars. Boggy Creek 2. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. Rug. Not yet. Uh, moving on to the third film of our required viewing, Exists. Uh, dates and details on Exists. 2014. From the makers of Blair Witch. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that, that about sums it up. Uh, I don't think there was really any stars that I knew of in this movie. No. I will tell you an aggravating thing for me is before we chose this movie, Shudder, Netflix, like uh, Amazon Prime, <laughs> anything that I have for free in my house exists. I'm like, well, I don't want to watch that movie. Now I got to watch it for the podcast. Nowhere. I had to fucking rent this movie. <laughs> that curse follows us with every movie. Yeah, it does. Remember how we were all complaining how we couldn't find any of the Urban Legend movies anywhere? <laughs> now they're all. I walk in yep. a pawn shop the other day. I got the trilogy on DVD for a buck. They're running it on <laughs> uh, one of my on-demand things, too. I don't know if it's Netflix they, or Comcast. They did it the month before we, we yeah. said we were doing it. Yep. It's yeah. like they know they listen to this podcast. I'm telling you. Homeless guy made me take them. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, exists. Um, group of friends go out to this cabin in the woods and uh, camping. Yeah, I think it was their uncle's cabin, something like it's that. It's got a very Friday the Thirteenth, yeah, a lot of classic little, horror tropes. The Evil Dead, yeah, because they get out so there the, in the cabins. The, the, the uncle, the uncle has said that he <laughs> saw something in the woods. They've ignored it. Yeah. They steal his keys. None of the friends know that. No one knows that they're out in the middle of nowhere. Listen, I just want to tell you guys. Oh, okay. So for the rest of the premise, yeah, they go out to this cabin and surprise. Well, along the way, along the way, they hit something. Yes. On their way out. Uh, They don't know what. It's the reality of as we're getting older, our friendship's going to stay as strong. And then we follow with an hour and a half of drama. (laughs) And then they go, yeah, so they hit something, they go back to the cabin, and then all of a sudden there starts to be some weird shit going on around the cabin. There's obviously something out there. Yeah. I think that's a, yeah. It's a fair premise. And I would say what makes this movie unique, because I could care less about found footage at this point, where they actually use GoPros. And, yeah, yeah. Because there's a few times, like, you know, to me, found footage is enough. Where if that's what you want to use, at some point though, I'm cool if you just flip it over to a regular movie. And I was like, aha! But then like they really were so good at it that at the next uh-huh. scene you would see a GoPro set on the counter. Yeah. Because I thought someone else was filming. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> initial impression, I really enjoy this film. That was my second viewing. I liked it the first time. Second time around, uh, I know it's not a masterpiece, but I think as far as Bigfoot horror movies go, this is... Top three. I agree. Second time watching it as well. And uh, I agree 100% with what you're saying. Uh, this is a first time watch. I thought you were making me watch some more hillbilly shit. <laughs> um, Every chance I get, motherfucker. I would say Big Little Foot, Big Little Foot 2 exists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Actually, I really like this movie. I was surprised. Yeah. Because, like, the setup from the beginning. And, um, like, I, I'm not I would actually this. say, like, there was moments where, uh, and it got me in quite a few places. Um, yes. It was, <laughs> it was yes. that good. Uh, first time watch, 
this might be my favorite movie I've watched because of this podcast. I was absolutely floored with wow. this thing. I mean, this gave me what I wanted as a kid and never got. An erection. I loved it. <laughs> Pervert. I mean, I absolutely loved this film. And it even won me over more because when it started, I was put off by the found footage and realized that it was the director of the Blair Witch. And I was like, oh, here we go again. Right. And by the end, they had me in their palm. I mean, I don't gush over movies that I haven't seen before for the podcast very right. often. I love this thing. Like this is easily number one for me. Cause I'm not well versed in the area. Yeah. Uh, Bigfoot movies like alone, just let alone that shot when he comes jumping down on the camper, man, Ooh, that, 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 that takes everything sick. I knew about Bigfoot and cinema and just pees on it. I yeah. mean, it was so badass. So I really, really like this. And it, this was the dark horse for me. This is the one where I was like, huh, 2014 from the director of Blair Witch. Never even heard of it. This ought to be good. And then like, they started into the found footage, and I was like, what shit am I watching? It looked like garbage. And it not long in, it took me, and I had an absolute blast with it. I open, I you know, I always go into it with an open mind and anything we watch. And with this, it really grabbed me. I, I was really impressed with it. I, th- I think what I liked as well, too, is that they mentioned how – you know, legend and, and local lore is that they're actually not mean creatures if they really do exist. So why is this creature targeting them? So I like that they kind of, I don't know. I thought it was pretty well thought out for, for what the movie was. Because, um, I mean, I think we can say it at this point, but, you know, you kind of think they hit Bigfoot or whatever. Uh, but really, they, they hit its child. And so its child it's is... a whole revenge uh, Spoiler, Todd. So Dang. this... Well, so this one was more uh, Bigfoot meets Deliverance. Uh, when they showed the when like you see the size of the rocks getting hurled through the air, it like without showing you the creature, you all of a sudden have a scope of how fucking strong whatever it is the out there. And the scene where it throws the bicycle that the guy had taken off on yes. back up at the cabin. Woo! Right. Well, and on top of it. It does the wonderful blend of not letting you see too much for very long. This almost feels like a werewolf movie, yeah. which is yeah. an angle that I never really thought of for a Bigfoot movie. But it works. I mean, ranging from early on when we're showing scenes of it creeping up the steps and just the silhouette of it, that's effective. Mm-hmm. And what's most fascinating about this to me is that is that our director here is going to always be remembered for Blair Witch. This is a better movie. Oh, yeah. This takes all of the things that the Blair Witch did and does them way better. I don't think this felt... After you start watching it, it doesn't even feel like a found footage movie. No, no. Because no, I just found footage. Because it still is. But it but it takes you out of it as a viewer, like in terms of to where you're not fixated on that. How about the scene when old boy is running out of the smoke from the fireworks? And that motherfucker comes barreling after him. It still makes me jump every time. Every and time. that's the great thing I thought about this is that this movie didn't rely on one particular gimmick or segment. You can take a number of them, and they are easily the best thing I've seen for Bigfoot in a movie being scary. Like just the bike chase when the guy decides I got to go out on the bike. Yep. I to save us. This is the only way we're going to make it. And that and what ensues with him out with Bigfoot on foot chasing him and the way that they did that 
it was so scary. I think that's where they like, it was so effective. they utilized the found footage well because when he would turn around, you would see how fast he's running. Right, and, and, and he would yeah. try to look forward to, to see where he's going. And and very rarely is a film used found footage to where it used it as a strength. And this was one of the few. I thought Paranormal Activity at times did uh, some pretty great things with found footage, but this is this blew me away. I mean, I really love this film. Good, good. I'm glad. I mean. I, you know, this is one of those moments, you know, Vinny and I brought this to the table. I wasn't on like pins and needles about it, but like, yeah, but the, you guys sold it hard at, when you picked it, you were like, this was good. This was my um, biggest risk since, uh, unfriended. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm glad that it, it went over well. Definitely. Um, yeah. So everything you guys just mentioned, man, when Bigfoot runs through that firework smoke, it's unreal. Ooh. When Bigfoot jumps on that camper after it's rolled down the cliff. Unreal. Um, but I just got to tell you guys, from the beginning of that film, if we're ever on a trip together and you are trying to set my beard on fire, <laughs> you go catch these hands. <laughs> I don't know how that guy stayed. Guaranteed. And so we've got like the dumb stoner in the group as Which well. Which is the one of the worst parts of the movie. Is yeah. the stoner Which the, the dumb they stoner don't is the only intelligent one. Yeah. We can be friends, man. All this, yeah, all this setup, the first 15, 20 minutes of this film are all telling you not to like this movie. Yeah, I was going to say, they're not encouraging. You have yes. the, the one friend that's like uh, the, the tough as shit guy that's like, bring it home. And then when B- Bigfoot comes after him, he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and when they're out there trying to figure out what they're going to do and, and, and they can hear their friend, that guy's brother, screaming, oh, that's unsettling. And not only that. The fact that they have to crawl in to that space, it, like hits you with that no. claustrophobia. Like, ugh. the way after they have to leave a friend behind and we'll come back for her body. Yeah. yeah. There's so many great things in this. The way when he pushes the RV over mm-hmm. later in the movie, the way they filmed that with the bodies flopping around. Yeah. There, uh-huh. They had me sold the whole time. I was like, how's this going to look as it was happening? And I was like, oh, like it really looked like people were getting pushed off. And the reveal is so good. But yeah, the best part of the movie for me is when he jumps down onto it. Oh, and then the chaos of watching him rip through that. Unlike any human could ever do. Yeah. And that's when you realize, oh, no, (laughs) like, holy shit. Like that. That whole segment, just from him pushing him off to jumping down yeah. through it. That jump, that is that is the scene in the whole movie. If you don't take anything else out, that's the one scene you're talking about when you leave yeah. watching that movie. Damn, that was great. Is jumping down on that RV like oh, that. Yeah. that. It takes a lot to get the camera guys angle's like us fantastic. Who watch so many movies to get pumped up about one particular scene. I was that way with this. I even exclaimed watching it by myself. I was like, "Oh no!" Like it was so great. <laughs> I, I just I was enamored with this. Nice, good, good, good. And as as Todd already uh, spoiled it without saying spoiler, we find out that uh, you know how the show runs by now. <laughs> we you find out that what they had hit at the beginning of the film was not the Bigfoot in question. It was that Bigfoot's baby. It was the little Bigfoot. And Bigfoot's so, baby. <laughs> and so Bigfoot was trying to get revenge, and the guy says sorry at the end. I, I actually, I thought the ending was pretty good too. The standoff? That was great. Yeah. Where he flips the camera around and you're just waiting for it. Oh, that was tense. That was a good, and that, that's another key that I don't think we've really stressed is Bigfoot himself 
looked badass. Like, even in the face. Yeah, that's usually the problem. And here's what's funny. We keep saying he. I'm not so sure it may not have been a she. That's a good point. You know? And that would uh, that would appeal to some of our feminist listeners. Yes. You know? The idea of this female Bigfoot defending her dead baby. Yep. I don't know. So, uh, 10 out of 10 exists, friends. Run out and watch it. Yeah, no. Even if you do not care in the slightest about Bigfoot, which, to be perfectly honest, I wasn't. Big Bigfoot fan before this. Watch this. Even if you don't care about Bigfoot, I, it's I, worth your time. I think Bigfoot's interesting, but let's be honest, a lot of the films are yeah, horrible. It's a so legacy far. of some horrible. Doo-doo. Oh yeah, we're gonna get into that. They're horrible. Alright, so now time for the round table discussion. Some odds and ends. Um one film I want to bring up right off the top here was a film called Willow Creek. Did any Bobcat. of you Vinny, you've seen it. I've seen it. No, I've listened to Bobcat it. talk about it on about five different podcasts, <laughs> but I've never watched it. Toddy? Nope. So, Bobcat Goldthwait, direct. Is uh, he playing Bigfoot? It's <laughs> 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 hey, me, Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank, thank you very much. I need a shower. He directed it. I don't know if he wrote it. Maybe he did. I'm not sure. I, didn't I think he did another Bigfoot movie, too. Did he? Yeah. Willow Creek is a fun found footage movie. Uh, this guy and his girlfriend are on a trip. Um, and they're going out to where the Patterson film was shot. Uh, for those of you listening who don't know, <laughs> the Patterson film is the most famous Bigfoot film that there is. Um, so they're going out to see that. And they come across some interesting things along the way and they go out in the woods and they kind of get this feeling that they're not welcome. Some locals kind of give them some guff. Uh, I think it's real creepy. Like it's, it's good, creepy found footage inside the tent, Blair Witch style. Um, but it has the most unsatisfying ending. Just awful. And I'll take the counterpoint. I didn't care for the movie. It's all the things about found footage that I don't like. I didn't care for the movie as a whole. Don't call me an a hole. Using it uh, as a crutch as opposed to a tool. Yeah, I just didn't. I just didn't care for the way it was put together. It's. I mean, it's not forever. It, different strokes, different folks. You know what I mean? I loved Exist, and it had that found footage feel, but they tweaked it a little bit. It went to where, but they I, I use I just, it as a strength. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't GoPros care for and... Exist. All right, so that's Willow Creek. I haven't <laughs> just, seen it. Just throwing it out. I, I, I'd recommend watching it, but that ending, just know that it's pretty disappointing. Yeah, Venomous Vinny and uh, Grizzly will have to take lead on the general idea of Bigfoot movies because I'm pretty ignorant. So I did. Uh, go. I, I watched I watched Boggy Creek for the first time. It was rainy, and I had Chinese for four Sasquatches that I ate by myself. So I was like, ah, oh, you know, Boggy Creek, not bad. I'm going to check out Boggy Creek 2, and the legend continues. But 1984, it? what horrible, like, this is how bad the movie was, is that there's some half-naked dude through the whole movie wearing, like, ball shorts, and it was still a horrible film. <laughs> and it's just about him having swamp ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's got uh, Don Wells from Gilligan's Island in it. That's like uh, Charles Pierce. One. There was, like, almost like a mongoloid Bigfoot baby in this one. This one has nothing to do with that documentary style thing. It's just a movie. Gotcha. Yeah. It was garbage. Yeah, it's doo-doo. I watched one called Sasquatch Mountain 
that has Lance Henriksen in it. Of course it does. Uh, has Serena Vincent in it. Hmm. Had Hank Hank Williams III on the soundtrack. Um, <laughs> Any good? No. Total Dang doo-doo. It. Total doo-doo. That's, at the end of it, my final note is, how much did they pay Lance Henriksen to be in this pile of shit? It was an alimony movie. Yeah, so it must have been one of those alimony movies that they'd be talking about. Um, so, Professor, that was my warning going into this when you were like, boy, I watched these and I got excited to watch more Bigfoot movies. Not so. Got- the, the party does not run late. Nope, that's it. You, gotcha. you see. Yeah, because like I mentioned earlier, there was two that I loved as a kid, uh, Harry and the Hendersons. Yep. And then Disney's titled just Bigfoot. Yeah. And it had Candace Cameron and the siblings that get out on their own in the mountains. Oh, and oh I watched the shit out of that. I was obsessed with it. Yeah. Because it was scary for a minute, but it, it was a Disney movie. And then so the we friends didn't go too Bigfoot. far with it. You know, the kids are friends of Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Never saw it. I've got a burnt copy of that. I, yeah, there's a permanent little place in my heart for that one. So that was my first encounter with Bigfoot. Though. I think my big two Harry was Harry and the Hendersons and... Scooby Doo, where he meets. Actually, it's the Laurel and Hardy episode where they meet Bigfoot. Is this a feature or just an episode? It was one of the their Scooby Doo like, movies. Yeah, the Scooby, okay. the new Scooby Doo movies that were. It was a t- television. Series. This is big in the seventies, right? Yeah. So this yeah. is a TV movie from the seventies. Well, it wasn't really a movie. Cartoon. Like they were. It's like when they used to do like things with Harlem Globetrotters and right. Don Knotts and Phyllis Diller. Feature length. Yes. Well, okay. it's an hour. Yeah. Um, Which why are we, why are we not talking about Harry and the Hendersons? Well, it's a great movie. I love that. It's a great movie. Still do. Best, oh, that's the best Bigfoot costume ever made. Oh yeah, ever. that's the dude that played Predator. Yeah, oh yeah, so, uh, Kevin Peter Hall, who was yep. seven two. Yeah, he's huge. Wow. Which is weird. I always forget John Lithgow six four. Did he get AIDS from a blood transfusion? Man, why to bring this down, dude? Oh, I know, but it's. I think he got it from the costume. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> it was sad. He was like I think in his early forties, but he was really talented. Brought those characters. Yeah, I, I would say like if uh, if if it wasn't a good actor playing Harry, that it would be a shit movie. Yeah, yeah, he made no, that's it. That's totally true. Oh yeah, big time, big time. Um, MST three K, Mystery Science Theater three thousand did one. Uh, they covered a Bigfoot film called Cry Wilderness from the newest season they <laughs> oh, did for Netflix. Oh yeah, I did see that they, they <laughs> had a rough. they had a version of Boggy Creek too, and I'm like, after watching it, I should have watched that version. Is this with Jonah Ray, like that new. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Paul, your father's in trouble. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Bigfoot comes and gets this boy out of this orphanage. To come rescue his father so in, the, in the mountains. So let me ask you this: uh, for any listeners that are kind of in the same boat as me, who are you know, completely ignorant on this, is there anything Jamie else besides Ingram. what we watched in Willow Creek that that you two in particular would say at least is worth a shot? Possibly, uh, I would say for as least, many as you guys, at have least watched. worth a watch is Primal Rage, which I haven't seen that. came out within is that the last Richard year. And Ed Norton, nope. Uh, I know that one, Primal Fear. That got a, ver- a very limited theatrical release. A uh, friend of the show, Brian Blair, uh, I went with him and his brother, uh, Indianapolis. They had yeah, a, Brian's a huge Bigfoot. Big oh, yeah. uh, so we went and we watched Primal Rage uh, at the theater. And it's I'm not going to tell you it's the greatest Bigfoot movie ever made. It is totally worth watching once, at least. Um, Anybody in it? That we know? 
No, not so much. It's directed by uh, Patrick McGee. He worked on Predator, I believe, uh, okay. creature stuff. Uh, it has some great gore effects, like practical effects cool. and kills in it. Um, I would definitely recommend watching Primal Rage. Cool. cool. I need to check that one out. Too. I like that. Like, uh, I will say yesterday, I was like, hey, after I catch up, any uh, extra suggestions? And it was just like, crickets. crickets. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to waste your time, bud. Grizzly? Any? Um, so I, I've watched a few handful of others. Um, Trauma did a Bigfoot movie. Oh, no good. Does it just have sex with everything? Uh, actually, no. <laughs> for Trauma, that that does not. Um, I watched another one that was like this kind of redneck Bigfoot hunting movie that was on Amazon. It was funny, but so that's the next point I was going to make is most Bigfoot movies are midnight movies. They're yeah. just sleazy exploitation they're goofy which is what makes exist all that much better exactly exactly so the trauma film's not any good it's not even sleazy it's just not good yeah um the 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 redneck one where they're hunting them down because they killed their buddy funny fun the costume's all right in that one um i watched one that looked like it was a made for tv sci-fi one the bigfoot creature is cgi oh He's strike one. He's 20 feet tall. Oh, strike okay. two. It takes place in Deadwood, South Dakota at a music festival in the winter. I don't know if you know about South Dakota what? in the winter time. And it stars Danny Bonaducci. <laughs> Good God. Uh, Greg Brady, the, the actor that plays Greg Brady. Alice Cooper is in this one too. Why wouldn't he be? So it's quite a lineup. It, it's as fun as like Sharknado. I was going to say, is it purposely meant to be like a Sharknado type yes, movie? Yes. So, I, might, I, could, I could sit through that. And then uh, Bigfoot's Wild Weekend. <laughs> Midnight movie on Amazon. Pure trash. Uh, so just, if you, if you type in Bigfoot on Amazon, there's at least 15 to 20 films that you can watch. On the Amazon stream. There was one that I just didn't have time to check out, but Amazon Prime had it for free. And it was like The Legend of Bigfoot, like 1978. I was going to check it out and just didn't have time. There was one we watched the trailer on on Amazon, and it legitimately, the trailer was made with the Apple uh, trailer thing off your phone. Yeah, <laughs> like when we made the Bigfoot film at my bachelor party camp out and used the Apple trailer the, the, program, it was the, the same, same exact thing. Yeah, fonts and everything, ridiculous. So that's kind of where we end. I, I, I will say film. something. Uh, there, there is a new movie coming out called uh, Smallfoot, which is like a kids cartoon, uh, kind of like a title feature. So hopefully, because as we know how how Hollywood is, if something makes money. You're going to see a shit ton of movies similar. Sure. So maybe we'll see. Uh, Spoiler some, alert. Some... And in future news, this made no money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If people come out to the theater to watch a Bigfoot movie, that'll be awesome. So. All right. Well, Bigfoot, the lovable legend. Who knows? He's still out there. Look out for Falk, Arkansas if you're in the area. Look out for the Honey Island Swamp Monster, if you're in New Orleans. Look out for the Skunk Ape in Florida. Look out for Swamp Ass at any horror convention. (laughs) (laughs) But just remember, friends, uh, I'm pro-Bigfoot, and I vote. (laughs) 
And so, uh, wrapping up another episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast, I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, and I'm joined by Professor Wagstaff, Venomous Vinny, Hot Toddy. Stay scary, my friends.